there, Fellowship family. Welcome to your one-stop shop for all things church life. My name is Mark Francis, and I am once again your host for today. It has been fun already here during the month of January to look at the question of where was God in 2020? And just to recap, we had a worship service at the beginning of the year where we got a chance to unpack a few ministries, but not all ministries. And here today, we're going to look at the youth ministry at the church. And believe it or not, there are dozens of youth workers who pour into the lives of your kids, your grandkids, and your friends' kids here at FBC. And I have two of the top working with me <laughs> here today. We have to my left, to your right, watching at home, Derek Kekik. How are you, Derek? Very well. You got it. You awesome. You got the name right. I got the name right. And here, over to my right, your left, watching home, Christiana Newland. Yep. And that, you say, yep, yeah, because I will butcher your name every time I no, say it. It was, it was close. 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 Give us, give us the full. Christiana. Okay. And where does that name come from? Well, I'm German. Yes. So I, I don't even try to um, say my name in any, any English version. There is just, it's Christiana. Okay. So that's why the name is so hard to say. I will keep just, I'll yeah, call I, I, you Chris for sure. You're, you're doing so well. And as long as I've known you, it. you know, I, I always feel tension whenever I get to call you by your name. Just, I don't want to insult anybody no, here. You're so not. You're not. you guys are amazing. Thanks for coming here. And believe it or not, this is your all's first time in the podcast room. It is. You've never seen it or experienced it before. So thank you for being here. And, and for all of you guys listening and watching at home, continue to... Give us your, your feedback, your comments. Go to the show notes, fbcava.life slash podcast. You can submit requests or things that you want to hear about. But welcome to this Fellowship Family podcast channel once again. Guys, I want to dig right into it because I want to get to know who you are first before we really unpack what happened last year. So, Derek, give me a quick rundown of how long have you been here at Fellowship Bible Church? What do you do for a living? Tell sure. us a bit about your family. Uh, so I, I have uh, been a fellowship. Our family's been here about 11 years this time. And I say this time because uh, about six years before that, we were here for a very short period of time before we moved away. I've been with the state and uh, law enforcement for over 20 years now. I started off uh, here in Frederick County as a game warden and then uh, uh, went covert for a while. And then we came back to to uniform here in Frederick uh, about three years ago. So for all you hunters out there, look out. He's coming for you. Fishing, but that's where I am. Uh, That's where you'll see me. Uh, I have four kids, wife and I. uh, uh, She's Rebecca. She was going to be here, but uh, decided that uh, Mrs. Newland was a better option. Uh, Volunteered me. (laughs) There you go. Um, We homeschool all four of ours. Our oldest is 18 and our youngest is 12. Awesome. That's so great. Right in that middle school years uh, uh, and, and, and youth years. Awesome. So tell us about the Newland household. Okay. So we have six children, so we beat the Kekiks. Um, most of them are youth group age at this point. We have uh, one still in Club 56 and um, one not quite uh, to the state that she could go anywhere. Um, yeah. But everyone else is in youth group. So when they kind of entered youth group is also when we got involved in the ministry. We've been at FBC. Uh, We moved here 17 years ago when our oldest was born, right before she was born from Germany. Hmm. My husband is from Winchester, Michael Newland. Um, And we've been at FBC ever since. And my husband came here before he moved. So I guess he's been 
at FBC forever. You know, back in December, we interviewed Brian and mm-hmm. Karen Newland. Mm-hmm. And there's a funny story. I think they, they mentioned Michael in one of their conversations. So for all you watching and listening, you can go back and reference that Christmas tradition story <laughs> about Michael. <laughs> but so you mentioned real quick also that you got plugged into youth when your kids kind of became of age. Mm-hmm. How did that really develop for you guys as a family of wanting to get plugged into the youth ministry here at FBC? Yeah. We had been community group leaders for years and years. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we added to our family, three of our children are biological and three are adopted or we have custody of. Mm. And life got pretty chaotic after we did that. Um, so community group was a little overboard with, we had like 25 kids in our community group, but we did want to be plugged in. We did want to like be involved and help and do ministry. And it just seemed more logical to actually do a ministry that the kids are part of rather than do a ministry that is just an additional stressor for a family that because of the family situation has enough stressors to start with. Well, of course. Well, and having six kids of your own, I mean, what's another couple hundred in a youth group, right? Yeah, hey, I mean, just yeah. bring it on. It's actually a break, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of nice to do youth group one Wednesday. Derek, how about you? How did yep, you yeah, find yourself we, getting uh, plugged into youth? Uh, years ago, when ours entered uh, or, or left the other side of the church from the uh, uh, very young kids ministry and, and started uh, down on Pastor Charlie's side of the kids, kids ministry, uh, Pastor Charlie rope-a-doped us and uh, told us about uh, an opportunity to serve as a substitute teacher downstairs. He loves getting people to serve. Right. And if yes. he ever asks anyone out there to serve as a substitute teacher, that is the gateway to <laughs> coming on Absolutely. Uh, big time because, uh, uh, you, you know, it, 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 he, he's the gateway and uh, he, he invited us in and, and uh, we bit the hook. And uh, next thing I know, we were... Uh, kindergarten teachers for years. And I think about three years ago, as ours started to move into the middle school and high school years, we just migrated uh, onto the other side of the doors. Mm -hmm. uh, Started with um, the youth and teaching uh, Sunday school. I teach Sunday school every other week downstairs for right now, the nine o'clock class. And then uh, I'm involved in the uh, middle school small group. And okay. uh, uh, Really, really enjoy doing that. That's awesome. I mean, Pastor Charlie has a knack for not just rope doping people, but essentially finding the, <laughs> the gifts of people and, the, and their strengths. And you guys are fun, outgoing people, and I'm sure you're great with youth, and it's a natural fit. I mean, I can tell you guys have a passion for being around kids, and, and not just being with them, but leading them and pointing them more towards Christ. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. And, and Pastor Charlie, had he not have asked us, I don't know where we would have ended up plugged in, but uh, it was a pointed question. Can you serve? That's perfect. That's perfect. So as you, you mentioned a little bit of kind of the teaching that you do with the youth, Christiana, what's your role with kids? Are you part of small groups with them? Yeah, do you do I'm, things? Co- I'm co-leading a small group, Okay, mm-hmm. a high school small group. Good. Well, give us a quick Synopsis. There might be people out there who, A, don't have kids, or B, have not been around during a youth Wednesday night. And let me tell you, sometimes it looks like craziness if you're here on a Wednesday night. And let's talk pre-COVID, because 2020 was just hard for a lot of different ministries and, and all of us around for the community. But what what does a typical youth night on a Wednesday night look like for kids who were, who would show up? Um, just paint a picture for the ministry as a whole on Wednesday night and Sunday morning. 
Sure. Uh, I'll take Sunday morning and uh, I'll let okay. you, sure. take, you take Wednesday. So uh, Sunday morning, uh, uh, we have a uh, youth service. Pre-COVID, we were broken down by age groups. So essentially, it was 7th and 8th grade, 9th and 10th grade, and 11th and 12th grade. And we have Sunday school teachers for each of the church hours, so a 9 o'clock and a 10.45. And we had um, a curriculum that we would go through. Uh, each each year and then flip it so that in the seventh grade or the eighth grade year, they would uh, uh, get both sides, the A side and the B side of mm, the curriculum. Mm-hmm. And then in the you know ninth and 10th grade years, they'd have a separate curriculum, 11th and 12th. That was pre-COVID. Uh, uh, Post-COVID now, we've uh, uh, kind of flipped that over, but uh, we have our main teaching focused hour is the nine o'clock hour for the youth pre-COVID. Okay. Uh, the 10 o'clock, 1045 was more of a conjoined. It was a seventh grade to seniors. Uh, Give me an example of some of the things you guys are teaching and, and talking about. Pre-COVID, uh, uh, the seventh and eighth grade, we were going through, we went through the Bible from uh, Genesis through Revelations uh, uh, and did what, what was a uh, video series um, very similar to um, uh, some of the other video series where they would give a synopsis of the book and then we would teach kind of the main theme and give them each a bite of an apple from each book and then show how the Bible Everything is interwined together. Rob. Uh, and what you see in Genesis, you can see again in Revelations, and everything is kind of tied together. Uh, um, and, and that was kind of the seventh and eighth grade year, and then eighth, ninth and tenth was different. Yeah, neat. So, I mean, youth ministry happens on a Sunday morning. We'll, we'll kind of we hear what that looked like. So, Wednesday night is the key night for youth really to come on their own and gather and do their own thing. Walk us through what a Wednesday night typically looked like. Okay. So, and it's still somewhat the same, I would say. Um, so there is Wednesday nights there. Some of the nights are considered large group nights. Okay. Um, so all of the youth, which is a ton of kids, you have a guess how many, like a hundred, uh, it's, it's, it's hundreds, whatever. Yeah. It's a hundreds. Lot. It's a lot. Over hundred. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Be, well over 150, 200. Yeah. 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 Cause I know just on a Wednesday evening at, uh, at the Pearson's there's at least 40 kids. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's big. So that, so large group night, they all gather and normally start out with a game. There's a, a team of uh, teens that are responsible for like coming up with a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they do a game together. And then uh, there's also like a talk on certain topics. Um, they might focus on something for a number of weeks. And that's more topical. Wouldn't you say like, it's like, right. I think we did things on depression and anxiety. Hmm. Um, I mean, just kind of things that for that age group hmm. that, you know, bring up questions. And, and we, even there is a chance for like teens to kind of bring out the ideas of what they, what, what are they struggling with? What are the questions? Yeah. So it's more topical talk. Like I think the last few times we've had, um, like video games or, you know, what, uh, I mean, just whatever seems to be right. like a current and important theme for the youth. Yeah. Um, there's a worship part to it. And then at the very end, uh, they all split into their small groups for a short time to talk about um, what was presented and for a short prayer time. So that's kind of what large group is like. And then yeah. there's small group twice a month where... Um, I don't know how many small groups we have. Do you know right offhand, Derek? I'd say there's over a dozen uh, small yeah. groups, and, and they're breaking down. They're broken down by 
age yeah. uh, mm-hmm. as well. Again, they boys and girls. Like seven, right. seven yep. group girl, uh, seven yep. grade girls or eight grade, eighth grade boys. Um, and then, so the sizes of the small groups kind of differ and it also, the attendance differ, but it could any, like what you were saying, I mean, anything between 10 and 30. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you have one of the large. Yeah. We have so. one of the larger groups. Um, but it sounds like fun. It, I, mean, it, I actually, like, I have a little thing for uh, small group nights. I have to yeah. say, I feel like that yeah. goes a lot deeper and the kids know each other and they ask questions and you were a community group leader. So it makes sense. It's, yeah. it's that, so, uh, as you get larger, you've got to get small. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And I also feel like the kids really connect within the small groups. Like you can come to a large group night and if that's all you attend, you will get lost mm. in the masses, mm-hmm. but you start really uh, clicking into a small group and that's where you kind of see beyond the yeah. first impression. And, and, and it's a, a microcosm of the church as a whole, just like what you said, right. in order to really feel connected, breaking it down mm-hmm. to smaller groups, smaller setting. I mean, we come to a church this size and you see hundreds of people in a worship yeah. center and you kind of can back away, especially for those introverts of the world like me. Sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to run for the hills. But but when you start to get to know people more one-on-one, one-on-two, and, and that's where I think teens are going to gravitate towards that authentic mm-hmm. relationships. And, and, and you guys can help drive groups, that. Yeah, those small groups travel from 7th to 8th to ninth, mm-hmm. all the way up Neat. through high school, and yeah. then we're finding that they're staying lifelong friends, which is really important. Yeah. yeah. Well, 2020 caused the world to come to a screeching halt. And and part of the the reason of have this discussion is to be an encouragement to those who are watching and listening to to say let's open the curtain look behind the scenes because a lot of times out of sight out of mind i mean we went as a church 10 weeks without gathering everything was online and then in this slow regathering process what was really going on behind the scenes in the youth ministry um and i'll ask both you guys that question because I know it didn't stop, but share a little bit about what was going on with maybe phone calls or conversations or Zoom, things like that. Kind of walk us through that. Right. Derek, I'll let you right. start that. So it did uh, feel like it did come to a stop uh, almost, uh, you know, from activities that were planned and moving forward. We were getting ready to head towards going to a uh, our large middle school uh, outreach or youth event jam, which is up in uh, Philadelphia right. each yep. year. We're, you know, all everything just came to a stop, and then you know those of us like me who had never even heard of Zoom or you know internet chatting got introduced, baptized by fire into this. Sure, yeah. Uh, uh, so so we just we we quit everything and then restarted everything and tried to keep things as normal as possible. So we had small groups and we, we did the small groups by Zoom, uh, uh, through, which worked for some and didn't work for others. We found that uh, some persons just had nothing to do with Zoom and some groups, uh, my daughter is in uh, Miss Newlands and uh, Christiana's and they would be on for hours uh, uh, on their Zoom. So we, we did mm-hmm. Zooms. Then as Things started to relax, which again we kind of had a slinky effect on on things. As things relaxed, we came back and had uh, uh, some summer gatherings, some some large group events outside. Brought the kids back together, similar to what the church was doing mm-hmm. on on a Sunday. And then you know things contracted again, and we you know, kind of broke up again, and and then uh, rejoined 
probably in September and started uh, uh, re-meeting and kicked off into our uh, uh, year this year where mm. we are. So, that was kind of what, what was really happening. Christiana, walk us through what was going on in the hearts of kids during that time of of COVID, what, were there any kind of stories? I'm sure small group. You want to keep things confidential, I understand. But what, like, what did you see going on with the the youth during that time? Well, like Derek mentioned, like our group, my group, really did well with the Zoom. Like most of them stayed really involved. I, I know some of the groups struggled with kids kind of not knowing what to do with mm -hmm. this, and not not that they couldn't do the technical side of it, but just not having this interaction. Yeah. You know, for me, uh, and I call them my girls, my girls, they, um, uh, you know, they, they're in 11th, 12th grade. They want to see each other. So yeah. I think that was hard. You yeah. know, we did kind of come up with ideas. We, we did our zoom, um, every two weeks and, and, and they pretty much all showed up and we even had a, gr a girl that moved away. That was actually a nice thing that was able to join, hmm. uh, back into her small group because mm -hmm. we all of a sudden did Zoom meetings. So she was part of our Zoom meetings <laughs> again. And she was there the whole time until she graduated. Um, so that was a nice thing that wouldn't have been possible under normal circumstances. Mm. But we also, because there was such a need, I mean, there was definitely after a few weeks, the girls were like, we need to see somebody. And so we kind of <laughs> came up with ideas. Let's all drive up to Dairy Queen in our cars, get, get a blizzard, and yep. then we'll meet in the parking lot and we'll put our camp chairs right next to our car or we'll sit in the car and open the door. And we had a small group meeting in cars and we just kind of parked in a huge circle. Yep. So, you know, we came up with things just to kind of how, like meet that need of seeing somebody in person and not yeah. just seeing a screen. Sure. Um, so, you know, there wasn't a whole lot we could do right there in the spring, but there were a few things we came up with. Good. I mean, being, I mean, we all were there once in high school years and years ago. I'm not going to date ourselves here, but you know, being a teenager in the society today is, is, mm -hmm difficult. It's challenging. And then you throw in where you can't meet with your friends mm -hmm. and there's difficulties and, and things like that. Uh, and Derek, walk me through, what did you see with maybe some yeah. boys? Yeah, so with, ours, kind of there. With, with, with ours. And so, because I lead a, a middle school uh, group, uh, you know, their lives came to a stop as well. Uh, so a lot of them are, are in public school and uh, uh, some, some are homeschooled, some are in private schools, but when they, that stopped, they're their in entirety of seeing folks stopped, and then everything kind of lurched towards online, and so you had a difficult task of kids spending all this time online, and you would then say, okay, we're going to also do an hour Zoom meeting for church <laughs> right. at night right. and hope to gather some type of uh, a community. And initially, it was tough. We had a tough time, and, and, and for, for a lot of us, we found that we would do. We did large group zooms also, so you would have hmm. what seemed like several hundreds. I don't know how many it was on the uh, large group zoom, and that was a neat time because you hmm. got to see how much they needed interaction, and they were able to, you know, kind of talk and break out into chat groups and chat rooms, and uh, uh, still have some fellowship with with each other in, in a biblical base verse, just sitting there learning from, from their, their school online. Uh, but it was, it was a tough time. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I have kids also and in going through that concept of, 
I remember you guys, we walked through these focuses as a church, right? And one of the very first ones was synced of the technology kind of concept. Yeah. And here we are now saying technology is going to benefit us to grow spiritually. So it's not that technology is bad. It's how are we going to use it for our benefit? So for parents to say, okay, get off your screens, let's limit screen time. But school is doing that. And now church is doing that. That's, that's a lot right. inundating. Well, the we kids. found it tough also because, you know, between middle school and high school seems to be the age that the kids end up getting a phone or, or have an iPad. And so you'd have multiple family members that couldn't meet because they didn't have a way to, to get together. So sometimes you would have, uh, when, when it would be large group, they could all be on a screen and you would have screens that in the background, you would see four different persons, uh, uh, from, from a family on there. It was, but it, it was not, but I, I can see how that's really encouraging to then swipe your Zoom meeting and see the dozens of faces and dozens of people who are participating and interacting, at least makes you feel that you're connected in that it sense. Was. It was. It, and, and that's how it did connect us back together, I think, mm -hmm. initially and, and, yeah. and bring some normalcy back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we all kind of... Uh, there came a point where we were like, we're so zoomed out. Right. Like, we are so done with Zoom. But, you know... It, reality is that was such an awesome tool to stay connected to not all yep. of a sudden, you know, there was a way to see each other. There was a way even to chat with each other, to pray with each other. Um, I actually, we kind of, I brainstormed with my uh, spouse before I came over here. He yes. was helping at the yeah. youth too. And he said that his group, the attendance was pretty much down compared to what it is in person. But he said, really, because of that, it seemed when they did do their studies, um, that the kids actually went deeper and that their relationships grew over mm. Zoom, <laughs> which is an interesting thing to say. But I mm. think it, because it was a smaller group and then the ones that actually intended, uh, attended, um, like that was the feeling he came away with, that it has actually helped kind of the uh, part of the group to grow closer and That's go good. deeper in the studies yeah. than did before. That's great. So, yeah. I mean, I can, I can see the pros and the cons of, of the zoom and yeah. <laughs> we call it the zoom. Yeah. The zoom. And as, as, as I've been interviewing and talking to other ministries, it's all very similar stories of how it's scary, you know, but we started to use it and we can see God working through the technology, through the difference of the days and the difference of the time that we went through last year and how we've adapted to still grow in our relationships with each other and our relationships with God through the difficulty. Mm -hmm. And and I'm curious as leaders as as you went through this time together, what did what did God show you in the midst of 2020? How did God show up in your life personally? Yeah, I would say uh, uh initially just you know this knowing that hey I don't have to fear. I have a uh a God that I know is in control. So uh oh, I was able to just walk, walk freely and, and not fear this, you know, invisible virus. Uh, um, but for, for me with the youth group, I saw how important coming together in a community, uh, of both worship and, and study and just interaction through friendships and, and sharing life together, mm. how important that was. And not just important to me, but important to, to the kids, because you could just see the, my household, the four kids there, the excitement on Wednesday when they were going to get together with whichever small group they were a part of or, or the large group. And so that necessary and that God created us to 
interact with each other and not to yep. live distanced, but to uh, uh, to interact and, and, and then drive each other closer to him through being closer with each other. It's almost as if the need was shown to us in a greater, shown to you in a right. greater way right. to have that relational component exactly. with each other and with God. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Christiana, how about you? Um. <laughs> So the question is more towards youth group. Or how did how did how did God show up in your life? What did He teach you specifically last year? Whether it's youth or or not even part of yeah. the youth group, but just you as a leader. I mean, what what was God teaching you to import impart to the kids? Um, I don't know if I have such a um, you know, like a one or a two sentence answer, but um, definitely kind of you know, just to see that there was a way to continue ministry and to continue to reach out. Um, you know, God didn't just step back when mm. uh, Corona happened. Right. Um, but he used it and, you know, he obviously, I think you know, none of us would have expected what happened, but, you know, having been around the corner for a while, you know, history happens yeah. when you're alive. Like I've, you know, mm -hmm. there's history has happened during my lifetime before, but I think for our kids and youth group, this was new and just to be able to walk through it with them. Mm. Um, was amazing to see, um, you know, to come up with creative ways to do fellowship, um, you know, that God allowed that to happen. Mm -hmm. I thought was a, was a really mm. cool thing. Um, as a family, you know, it, it was interesting all of a sudden having six kids home, yeah. nothing. Uh, I homeschooled some of my children, some of my children, um, because of their special needs that they have, I never volunteered to homeschool them, but it also, there was because life kind of came to a halt, the way we could invest ourselves into our kids over the last few months would have never happened with regular school. Yeah. You know, spiritually yep. speaking, educational, like I would have not volunteered for the things I had to do over the last few months. And I feel like that's the same with youth group. Like we came up with creative ideas, um, mm -hmm. of how to create fellowship when, when you're not really allowed to be close, uh, you know, physically close. Yep. So I've heard story upon story upon story saying just that, mm -hmm. that as a family, as a family unit, the, the mom, the dad, the, the kids were able to do new, mm -hmm. fun, creative things together in the home that they normally wouldn't have done. Mm -hmm. and, and that's uh, that I'm speaking for myself. Also, that was our case. And to, to hear you emphasize that as well, to know that, okay, God is using this for his glory yeah. and it might look different to our little small eyes that we see. And it might change and abrupt our life, but other things are happening. And just how families were able to worship together mm -hmm. on Sunday mornings or how families are able to, to have meals together when that might not normally happen yeah. with the chaos of business of life going back and forth. Sure. So those, those are the stories. And I, so you emphasizing that I'm just emphasizing again and say that it's not just you. And I know that around FBC, that was the case. Derek, as you were talking, a, a verse came to mind for me, uh, of just the relational component of, of ministry, Hebrews 10, um, 25 or 24 and 25, it says, and let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembly together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more, as you see the day drawing near and the day is drawing near and, and we might get prone to not be around one another might get prone to have the virus be an excuse, but find ways to be creative 
in this world today to have that relationship and and have church, have small groups, have youth group. I think it's valuable. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and and hearing your stories as a testimony that is encouraging to me, and hopefully it's encouraging to you guys at home or listening as you're driving down the road, however you listen to these podcasts, sum it all up. Where do we go from here for youth ministry? So we kind of talked about what happened pre-COVID. We talked about what happened in 2020. What can parents or grandparents or the viewers of FBC expect for youth ministry in this coming year? Right. So uh, we just had a, a meeting this past Wednesday uh, uh, between the uh, uh, leadership team. And so our, our youth group through COVID was able to really focus on developing leadership teams. And uh, uh, so we've got some new activities getting ready to come up. Uh, we're going to be doing some uh, uh, specific outdoor activities, tubing trips. Uh, their jam is going to take place online. So they're going to do some oh, type of a uh, evangelical teaching. Um, we're going to do uh, our apologetics team. Our youth-led apologetics team is going to do a uh, um, focus on worldviews in movies. And we're going to mm. show a movie here uh, and be able to use it to teach from. And so some creative ways of getting together. Uh, we've got some, uh, we've got actually got a missions trip planned this summer, if Lord willing, yeah. uh, they're, they're going to do it in the U S but uh, it's still going to be a great trip. So I, I see us moving forward, coming back to some type of normalcy and, and, and regathering all together uh, and continuing. That's neat. Anything to add on your end? Is that, that's well, a that's neat big summary picture. I do yeah. think some of the nice things that have come out of this is that the kids have come up with their own creative ways to create fellowship. Hmm. Like they have like started to do uh, mini golf. No, not mini golf. What's a uh, disc golf, uh, just meeting up in the park. Uh, like we have done tubing trips because you can social distance in tubes. Yep, right. We've done uh, Corona camping where like everyone had one tent. Um, you know, I mean, not during a snowstorm, but yeah, it's got to be warm again. It's got to be warm again, but we did this, you know, and I feel like there is, there is some of this has really grown. Like, you know, the kids have, uh, have done like, there's a bunch of boys that show up that are all in one small group, uh, regularly at our house and they run through the woods together. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like developed through Corona. It's like, they're, yeah. you know, so yeah. I think there's new ways that they have learned to like fellowship together and to create even fellowship beyond youth group that at least I did not see like that before Corona. I hmm. feel like this is definitely, there are new things that the kids have started with each other. That's neat. Well, thank you guys for being in the front lines because I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I can handle kids week in, week out in the the energy that they bring, you guys have to match it, and I can see you guys match that energy. But it's it's having fun, but pointing them to Christ all at the same time, mm-hmm. and allowing them to grow in their faith on their own individually, apart from a, a church telling them what to think and what to do and believe in. So, thank you guys for doing that, and all under the leadership of Pastor Dennis McNutt. Absolutely. Also, Caleb Pearson. Any of the shout outs of other people you want to give out there? Oh, there's too many to name. It's yep. awesome to <laughs> be involved it, in. Let me, it takes a village to absolutely to run the whole thing, absolutely. and so. There is plenty of ministry happening in youth behind the scenes or in the foreground of what you might be seeing here at the church. So thank you guys for participating. Thank you guys for just being a part of this podcast, but also for what you do here at FBC. And again, as you guys are watching and listening, continue to connect with us. There will be more stories and more encouragement of what God is doing at FBC in the weeks to come. 
And we always want to hear from you. So continue to let us know what um, what you want to watch, what you want to listen to, who you want to hear from, and we will try to make it happen. But it's all about what God is doing in the hearts of our body. So until we meet again, let's let Christ be the focus of your life each and every day.